0: the transverse network this is the transgender show an interview program about self-acceptance and discovery i'm your host emily this week on the show is azalea a supply officer in the u.s navy parent of two gamer nerd dancer and fashion lover so everybody welcome to the show azalea hey let's jump in let's start with my favorite question how did you choose your name uh so i originally
1: started out with christina that uh um, didn't feel right, and so, but I think it was a January, or it was like December, January time, I just took literally, I uh, just looked at a ton of names, and I just wrote down ones that I liked, mm-hmm. and then I narrowed down this large list to finally one name, and az- azalea was that, was that name, and it just so happened, I think it, it's a flower, blooms, I guess some species blooms in May, which is my uh, a month, but... Something like
0: that. When did you first realize you were transgender? What were the clues for you?
1: So I started with a catalyst event. I mean, other than the the clues of growing up, there's a, a few subtle ones, which I think it's a it's a later question. Catalyst event: Final Fantasy role playing. Well, Final Fantasy 14 role playing um, from like December through February, and then in February is when I discovered it and yeah that's that's basically the count that sparked me it's like, oh wait i'm i'm a woman i should be doing this in real life not living the the, the fantasy i should actually do it for for real this time hmm.
0: and you did allude to the next question what were some of the early clues when you were growing up
1: that this is eventually where you'd end up so other than my gaming history i'm always uh na- na- naturally what's the word um Like, I naturally choose, I just want to play female characters, that's like a sub-subconscious thing. Um, Let's see, I hate looking at myself in the mirror, always hated uh, what I I looked like, I never cared what I wore, what I looked like at all, I've never cared. And one good point is that, like, when I shaved my legs for the first time in February, you know, the first time I ever did that, I honestly, you know, it's been 31 years, I do not remember what my legs looked like with hair. I just don't, I don't remember because I just did not care <laughs> for such a long time. So it's really just, um, just, yeah, I just really just never care what I look like. And just like that atrocious, I don't want to look at myself, pictures. I mean.
0: How did you come to grips with it? Was it pretty quick for you once you had that epiphany playing Final Fantasy fourteen?
1: Yeah, I would say there was a, a couple week period because I didn't know what transgender even was. Like, I had to go into websites and actually look up what the terms meant. I had to like educate myself because, of course, I come from Kentucky, a place very conservative um, and such. So, like, you just never saw it, never really heard of it. That's probably part of the reason why a lot of people discover themselves so late in life because either sometimes. They don't know what it is and don't put like, put it all all together. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just a matter of uh, yeah, just uh, kind of figuring it out. And then I think in March, I think March was when I actually decided, yes, okay, I'm that is. I think I, I found an article that talked about the subtle. Uh, the characteristics that this other person was changing, that was also transitioned later in life. And then I like, oh, that that's like that's me, that's me. So I kind of started jot, jotting down these things. I think it was March when I actually knew, okay, I understood what it meant. This this is me. How did you come out to the people in your sphere? Uh, so my, my wife was immediate. Uh, she was the first person to know. Um, And then after that, I don't think, uh, I think the next thing was my family, like my my brother and my mom, which was in March when I I did did that. And then from there, um, it was, I didn't really say or do much anything. I kind of kept it to myself until, I know it came out on Facebook in October, uh, October 2020, and that's when everyone else knew
0: that's
1: mm, okay. Who was the hardest person to come out to? Like for me, like as I was a prior sub so, so submariner, and at that point in my life, I was like, "Screw it all!" Like I was, I didn't care really what people thought. Okay. I had enough. I had enough experience in life to know that it doesn't really matter what other people think, even though it's, it's it is still hard. But as for the hardest one to come out to, I really. My family, I was, because I'm a little shy, it was hard to just just tell them, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't really anyone specifically that I just was completely
0: paralyzed and couldn't do it. Was it relatively smooth and easy for you with, like, your family and at work, or were there areas that Um, you really struggled?
1: Work, it took more time. Work, there's a process. It's not like work in civilian sex sector. There's a process I had to play, I had to go through psychologists. psychologist, I'll, I'll, I'll go into that later, but as for, um, like, uh, outside, like, with the with, uh, family, and, like, Facebook, whatever, it was just a natural, more of, okay, yeah, this is this is me, and then I have walkovers, I took, like, tons of pictures, like, yeah, the, the Instagram and all that, I was like, we're super big into Because of the COVID period, you were stuck inside anyway, so I used that to just take a, bu- a bunch of pictures mm-hmm. during that time.
0: You were, at the time, working on coming to present at work full-time. How has that gone?
1: So about, like <laughs> see, May, June, I started the, because I was, I was in Japan when I first came out. Uh so February 2020 through July 2020. Okay. So I think I started about a June, May time frame. I started the psychologist at to the hospital. Not very helpful. Uh, very I didn't really get anywhere where we're with that. I was like during the height of COVID. That type of stuff's not high high, high priority. So moving on to when I came here for Virginia. So um, so, I came out to chain of command pretty much immediately within the first underway. Probably, see, that was like August, like late August or early September. And then I uh, made a, a psychologist appointment for the ship, the ship psychologist, and that was uh-huh. late, late sep- September. And my psychologist was super awesome, uh, gave me the diagnosis, the gender dysphoria diagnosis immediately. So I had that going. Um, so that was like October, and then I got re- referred to the uh, what was Port Portsmouth here, the uh, transgender care team. So you you go go there, um, and then they you meet me with the endocrinologist if I can say it. Okay, you have your initial kind of like appointment, and then they and then they have like a staff that like will make up this uh, the transgender a care plan, like mm-hmm. a, like a service, service care plan that kind of lays down what the rules are, the re- regulations and like, you know, the timeframes or whatever. So you need, need that. So that's an official medical record document. And the next steps, the December, uh, was the uh, HRT. So that's when I started HRT, but it took, it took that. I had a care plan and then I had to have a letter to the CEO, but that was during the height of the trans ban. That was, that was a huge hit. When I found out, because I didn't even know that I didn't know, because I had heard about it back back in like 2007, 2017, but I didn't know to what extent it was until I actually was affected by it. I was like crap. This really sucks. So with that in place, I was still. It took convincing. I had to really talk, talk to like the they had the the legal on board and saying like I know because there's uh Sparta. It's like the military for all uniformed services tran- transgender group, and they uh kind of gave me some some guidance on. On, like, what you're supposed supposed to do. So I t- took that, that gave me the templates for the paperwork. And then I uh, got that to the CEO. I had to talk to legal. I had to make sure to you know convince them, yeah, yes, I can do HRT even during the trans ban period. And I got yeah. HRT December 17, 2020. Okay. And then the next, I had to do the name change, the legal name change. That was all the, the, the civilian name change, gender market change. Uh, name change completed January, gender marker change, civilian side completed in late March, um, and then name change in the military April. So then I was in the process of the exception of policy, which, thank God the transgender man got, was gone away in, in, in January of 2021. They put in place, they had to redo the, had a way for the guidance, yeah, of course the military was slow, Everything's slow with the po- policy, so the policy was finally put in place in was it April? I think when it finally went it went in the, the new the new policy and then they come out with a new nav, nav admin in June. Okay and then so I'll take the section of policy, route that all the way up through like say the your captain, the Admiral, the first the first star of the admiral Admirals above the care, the carrier strike group admiral, then it goes to uh, Op nav and and one which is like the main manpower P people and then they approve it and then finally i have it I, on june 16 2021 uh, i was able to start wearing but I, my gender mark wasn't changed but i could at least present as female and then uh, i needed the transgender care team endorsement which was received i think around mid-june in order to put in for the actual gender marker change. The gender marker change, it had a a system error, some system hiccup issue that went on for a month. So it wasn't actually all said and done until like August. And then finally I am done with that process. That's a long story, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, congratulations on that. Uh, That's a lot of hoops to have jumped through and I'm glad that you're finally through all of those. Yeah. It's funny, you know, one of the questions we talk about later is what hurdles you had to overcome in your transition, and I think that's probably most of them, right?
1: Most most of them, yeah.
0: I love what Charlotte said in in the chat. Uh, The entire US military needs to know about it if you're transitioning, apparently, because that's a lot of of chain of command that that had to go through. (laughs) So, did you have anybody in your circle or work anywhere um, in your sphere of influence that you came out to that supported you in a way that surprised you?
1: I mean, my, my wife was, was very supportive and taught, taught me like the basics. I would say that the best answer to the question would be December when I went home for Christmas in 2020, like right after I started HRT, I was surprised how like my grandma, which is like super old now, very, very, all old, old traditional just it was like perfectly like okay and like didn't act any different than than before and that, that that surprised me and I was like wow I am massively lucky so basically my entire mom's side I didn't have any issue I was surprised I didn't have not one issue to my, to my mom's side of the family going back home home to Kentucky. Not 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 one. That was that was insane. Wow. So that so that, that that surprised me now my dad's out of the family that's a separate a separate story what challenges did you run into there um so my dad died February of 14 that was way back when I first first joined the, the Navy mm-hmm. um so that and that kind of contributed to it in the sense that I kind of grew apart from my dad's other family uh his widow lives in Kansas um I talked talk to her rarely. I uh, when my dad, dad, I actually went over there to Kansas. The only time I actually met her there. Um, when I thought for his, his funeral and everything. But since then, i I think I think I may, last time I saw my grandmother on my dad's side would have been probably when we came, when me and my wife visited Kentucky and like uh, freaking was it October something of sixteen or June of, of six six of two thousand sixteen? I think that was the last time I saw her. But basically, what happened was, um, yeah. So my grandmother on my dad's side uh, did not really take take it as well and kind of just stopped talk, talking to me. She used to talk talk to me before and after I came out, like, on, on, on Facebook and everything. She's one of those that kind of just stopped talking to me, probably because, again, most of the time when that happens, they just don't un- un- understand it, mm-hmm. that trans is normal. They just don't understand it. And, of course, I'm not going to go out of my way to, like, bother and try to, like, you know, te- teach her what trans means. Um, I'm just going to wait for her to eventually maybe come back Back to me, but basically all my 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 uncles on my my dad's side I don't talk to anymore either. And then my my dad dad's wi- widow I uh, I talked to a little bit like back in when I first came out about it. But other than that, that was it really. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just don't, that's that's.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much that you had mentioned that in the beginning your wife was accepting and was was helping you giving you some tips and pointers and and helping you kind of get started yeah. on your appearance um now, you mentioned when we were talking before the interview that the situation there has changed. And I wonder, without prying too much, if there's some insight we can get from that of of how that shifted from being something that where she was accepting to where she no longer
1: is in that place. She is heterosexual, which is the root cause mm-hmm. for, in the end. But that's not. It's not just that. Like, uh, part. It's partially my fault, especially during the hard times. Especially fighting the trans trans band, I was very irritable. Um, it was not a good time for for me during that. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely did not uh, probably treat her or say things. Especially going going we leave in Japan. It was COVID and all that. It was just I, I made a lot of mistakes. I mean, I should have dress that differently because looking back on it, i'm very different i made a lot of mistakes i didn't uh, and i i did things i wasn't i shouldn't have done and then she remind reminds me of the stuff i did back back then a <laughs> lot and it's like <laughs> oh, i can't change i can't change the past so hmm. i mean that's just the i mean i won't i won't do ever do, do that again but yeah, I mean that is kind of a, a mark, kind of like a like like a like a wound that is is very deep. So that's that, that's a big big part part of it. I mean, I guess that, that that past has always been kind of a shadow there, but it's been pretty, you know, free flowing. We 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 get along. I mean, we're not like we don't hate hate, hate each other or anything.
0: Well, let's move on to something else then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know it can be hard to find community at first to belong to. What was your first experience searching for
1: community to belong to? I have a very interesting uh, like experience with the Discord communities early on and kind of like their impact. I've kind of shifted because I have the Instagram community, Instagram trans, trans community, Discord trans community, and I kind of learned, learned from, from, from them. I did a forum for, for a, a bit. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of jump, jumped around the different, like, online groups. What's kind of weird about my situation was it's time, like, it's transitioning later in life, or some people are even late, but later, but for me, to me, I think 31, well, 31 at the time was uh, very late. Um, is that, like, it was, I'm already dead, dead set on doing it, but the community helped, well, it helps validate, but it helps also give you different perspectives on, like, um, and what it, and what, it, what it means, what it, what it feel, feels like, uh, like what, what, to, what to
0: expect. So, now for the ethereal question, I like to see what people's perspective is on what transition means or what transition looks like for you. What's your perspective on
1: that? Of course, some people say you, you never stop transitioning. I mean, Chris, a so life, you're a, you're a lifelong le- learner, but I mm-hmm. think transition does end. It's, it's more it's more of a mental thing than physically. I would say, like, physically, it'd be like, I'd say the two year point. I mean, the two year point, most facial changes are complete, breast growth complete. I mean, two year point, sure. But it's more of like, okay, it's so when you come to the realization that you're not wearing, say, in my case, women's clothes, who, well, oh, those are my clothes. And it's just, it's so nat- natural. When it gets to the point where it's so natural where you don't care. Like, You go into the women's bathroom and you don't think anything of it when you, when you get to that point where it's just automatic and it's natural. I think that's when that's where transitions complete, where you're not no longer worried about being at the clock to being pointed at, where you just, you're just living your life norm- normally. That's when I think transitions complete, and you're just living your life like a normal person. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that comment brings up a a memory for me. I remember being in a store one time, walking through a clothing store, and just it popping into my head that I was shopping in my section, that the women's section finally felt like it was my section, and this is where I was supposed to be. And it was just like this weird kind of warm, fuzzy, not weird, but just this warm, fuzzy euphoria moment of like, oh, and and it, it was more of a thought of like, um, oh, this is my section, like, this is, it's been this way for a while, but I i haven't really thought of it. It was just when, the moment it dawned on me was this kind of warm rush of, of warm fuzzies, just like, oh, okay, this is good, this is good. Um, so where do you feel you're at in your, in
1: your journey of transition? Um, I mean, I'm only, I'm about to hit nine months HOT, but I don't know, like, I already feel, like, pretty at home, I need to finish, I need to work more on the uh, hair hair, hair removal the face, because you got HOT chain changes and whatnot, but when it comes to, like, just going out, I mean, I don't know, I'm just, I think by the two-year point, I would say I'm pretty much good, because I'm already feeling pretty comfortable. Um, I don't like i mean I'm, like used to especially back like a, even a year ago, even six months ago, like I probably would never be on camera as in like you know like like, like this is normal mm-hmm. but now I'm just like I'm, 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 this is me, you know, like i'm'm I'm, I'm happy or I'm not happy if we're ever getting there, but I mean like you know i I'm, 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 I'm getting there, I'm getting better.
0: yeah, and I noticed that I was looking at your Instagram today and taking note of the fact. That you used oh, yeah, to wear no wigs, thing. and now you're just going yeah, with your ones natural ones. hair, which is much shorter still.
1: Yeah. Uh, so when I got the female grooming students, I can grow my hair out. So basically, that and I think you know, it started like August or something. So I was like, yeah. First of all, it's hot outside. Wearing wigs suck. I'm tired, tired of wearing wigs. I'm not. I'm not wearing wigs anymore. My 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 hair. My hair's good enough. It's, it's, good. it's not good
0: <laughs> I'm I'm so happy that you've been able to get to that point. That's an important point too. What were some of the key fears that you have run up against in your transition
1: and how have you overcome those? Yeah, so the early fears are pretty natural probably say that the community has about like, you know, people making a big deal out of it or, you know, being pointed at or or you know like verbal abuse and I, I know the normal stuff i normally hear about that was not my biggest fear it was just that type of thing i don't like that that confrontation it's super uncomfortable i don't want to be exhausted by random people about it yeah that was not my biggest fear um as for getting over it, it was just more of like yeah it's not i don't care what other people think I just don't want them to actually physically do, any, do anything to think. Like, I guess over time, you just been doing it. I've been doing it for so so long now that it's just... Especially when I have, like, makeup on. Even with short short hair, like, my hair's not that bad. But <laughs> like, even with short hair, like, I have, I have no worry about, about, like, passing or anything. I don't have any issues. Yeah, I just, I just kind of got, 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 got over it. <laughs>
0: Have your goals shifted as you've moved along your transition? I know you're like you said, you're still sort of um, early in it, but like were have there been things that you were looking towards when you started that um, maybe aren't so important for you anymore or things that maybe you thought you'd never do that you're looking for now?
1: Um, let's see. So when I first started, it was more of like a one step at a time thing. Uh, when I originally started, it was just mainly the, the military regulation because with the military grooming standards, I couldn't grow out my hair like that. That was the biggest thing. Yeah. Goal early on was that, so I accomplished that that, that goal. That goal was the the biggest like chain around 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 me. Mm-hmm. So that's that, that that's the biggest one. Um. Now now I guess from that goal to now, now it's like kind of because with the life events that are happening, it's more of uh, now it's about trying to get to like a normal well a normal life, but like uh, a life where you know you yeah, I guess you feel uh, you know you get that this this, yeah, this stable kind of a stable sort of life yeah. and I'm also looking forward to like the getting to the two two year point on HRT and being able to do the do things that 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 entails and yeah that 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 type of thing.
0: So what do you do in your life on a daily basis to particularly find validation to just like feel the most azalea you can?
1: Dressing up, doing Instagram, which I've been lazy, lazy with in, uh, recently. But yeah, that's, I mean, that that that's the big, the big one. I just kind of like, I'm so busy with like kids and stuff. So I'm just like, I don't know. I just, um, I just try to just live, live life. I don't know. I just kind of, just be in mind, just be myself in, like, a normal life environment is <laughs> what I would say.
0: So do you struggle these days with any dysphoria, or um, are you...
1: Um, you know, yeah, yeah? Well, yeah, obviously facial changes still have much to be desired. Hmm. Hair needs, needs to grow out. Um, so, yes, uh, but, I mean, I can... It's not as bad as it used to be. It's definitely getting better.
0: How do you feel along your journey that transitioning has affected your mental health?
1: I've I gone through a lot mentally. So I did a submarine tour. Um, that was a men, a challenge, a mental challenge immensely, being stuck on that thing, on, on, on underwater and doing taking eight, eight hours of watch a, a day. So, just that that mental trial, that trial by fire really prepared me, I guess, for the trial of fire that is uh, being trans, going through the coming out, (laughs) going through the process and the legal process and all that. I just, I don't know, I guess I developed a lot of mental fortitude over time. Um, It still weighs on you, and I still, like, you still, you know, it still hurts, um, but it's, It's kind of like you figure out, like, kind of like the bigger picture that says, like, well, there's only one way to go, and that's up. You have to, like, you can't, you can't, can't, you can't give up. Yeah.
0: Do you feel that there's anything you've been able to accomplish because of your transition?
1: Let's see. Well, I guess I made a larger, like, in my job, I'm now a trailblazer. That would not have happened otherwise. And I've met a ton, ton of people I would never have met. Um, I'm impact impacting the impact I have on people, the conversations I have with people are very different. Um, it was uh, definitely a lot of, I would say, also like I guess confidence. obviously all of the positive things, a transition where you actually want to take pictures of yourself and and all the like you actually you know love love, love yourself and actually care about exercise and I don't care about exercise. Diet, and actually, you know, you you want to live your life life to to, to the fullest.
0: What do you feel is the, your favorite thing that you've learned through your transition, either about life or the people around you or yourself?
1: Yeah, it really just comes down down to, um, again, the when one door closes, another door opens. Again, tra- transitioning, people seeing your beauty through like in a new, new site that is just a very like it just opens you up to like a entirely different path that you would never have experienced otherwise. So it's more of understand. Yeah, you might lose. Like uh, some people might might hate, hate, hate you or whatever here, but the people and the experiences you have over here are still going to be more than make up for what, what you've lost over, over here.
0: What advice do you have for younger closeted trans people out there?
1: First is do, don't care what other other, other people think, because it, do, it doesn't matter. You only you only live, live, live once. So um, like for me, I can't, I can't like, because when I finally discovered that I can't cl- closet it, I was like immediately, um, I'm. I'm going to. That's why I, I did. the picture. That did the picture sets and everything. Like I'm not. I'm not going to wait. waste time. I'm already 30, Thirty-one years old. I got. I got to live my life. <laughs> so just more of like living life. like to the fullest. Um, and like yeah, I say to just not. Yeah, just don't. Don't worry about. Like I guess all that the the negative, the negativity that. That the kind of na- na- naturally consumes you. Just don't let that, um, like, just eat, eat, eat you up inside. And the last thing is do not compare yourself to other people. That is a slippery slope that we all fall fall, fall down. Like, lot like people say, this person's like a year and age God, They're, like, so hot. I'm freaking, like, oh, my God, amazing. But it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm like a year. I don't look like that. Like, What's wrong? I mean, something wrong, wrong, wrong with me. But as soon as you go, as soon as you do that slippery slope, everybody's different. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you, you will, will, will get there. That's, that's my advice.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Transgender Show from the Transverse Network. Watch this show live Tuesday nights at twitch.tv slash the Transverse and later on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash the Transverse. Be sure to follow our guest Azalea on Instagram at Scenaria0O. If you love what we're doing and want to help support The Transverse and get access to exclusive content, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash thetransverse.